The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. George Boburus joins us, head of research at K2 Asset Management. George, I, I find it a little counterintuitive that you've, you're seeing a lot of rallies in, in industrials and cyclicals, or other cyclicals like materials and, and energy, uh, yet the bond market is telling us that recession could be coming. Uh, how, help me sort that out. Yes, um, hello. Um, it's all about predictive indicators. A bond market is a classic leaning economic indicator and uh, obviously the yield curve, et cetera. And you are right, it is doing uh, a certain signal. Uh, but equity markets are also trying to be predictive. And what they're happy with at the moment is that the US Fed is increasing rates at a decreasing level. And other leading economic indicators are suggesting, like prices paid components of the ISM and other PMI prices paid components are turning. Therefore, the headline will be turning. Therefore, call will follow that. Mm. And that's the and that's the story for a 24-25 recovery of earnings, because we know earnings will be flat to negative one year forward. Valuations compelling. That's that narrative. Take a step back. The bond market should challenge it. Um, the, the Socratic method, as uh, it's been around for two and a half thousand years, keep asking the question. And uh, and always, is this a reasonable estimate for future earnings and where will it land? And, and, and then the final point very quickly, on the payrolls number, the last three months, uh, it's averaging around about that uh, 290 level versus 400,000 levels from the previous three months. So there's a slowdown, even though it's a very, very resilient U.S. Uh, labour market, but it is slowing down uh, versus the pace uh, earlier this year. What is not slowing down is the dollar strength, and you're saying that's the story of 2022, particularly as it gives pain to Asian markets. I mean, how much further do we see this story continue? Yeah, so um, when, when asked this question is that the pain will persist uh, for calendar 2022, and um, while it's a reasonable assumption to say it won't appreciate dollar index uh, in the next year where it's been in the previous year, it will broadly hold this gain. So there'll be weakness DXY dollar index like Friday night with the risk on. There'll be some reversals on it. And it'll keep playing these ranges, uh, but broadly holding these strengths against yen, euro, yuan, uh, cable yeah. and uh, and Aussie. And commodity currencies are cushioned a little bit. We didn't have the falls of those other economies, uh, but so, notwithstanding, um, it, will, it will rally accordingly. So are you saying that the dollar confirms that what you told us about what the bond market was sniffing out versus what the stock market was sniffing out, uh, that the dollar is confirming the bond market's right? Trouble ahead. Exactly. 
Exactly. So, yeah, so uh, most leading indicating of the market is obviously currency, then bond markets, and equities is generally delayed and lagged. And then their excuse would always be we're looking three years out on those earnings environment with compelling valuations. And discuss how you play uh, the moves that we are seeing in relation to China and sticking with its COVID zero policy. I was talking about oil there retreating, but you remain overweight energy and say that the energy sector still has a lot of strong tailwinds. Yes, exactly. So we still overweight uh, energy all year um, and also uh, financials and uh, healthcare FYI. Um, the, the energy, again, uh, is predicated on uh, LNG. It's, it is a key transition fuel. Uh, lots of uh, listed companies, Woodside, Chevron, Exxon, Santos, domestically, all have uh, a big part of that, up to 50% of their portfolio. And it's key for uh, for our uh, ESG targets. It's key for uh, or COP27. It's key for uh, the transition for the developed world and then the emerging. So uh, it's got tailwinds that are medium to long term, but very strong in the short term. Um, and uh, we also prefer US dollar, Southeast Asia, Australia, and very underweight China, uh, the like most underweight we've been for 23 years. Again, compelling valuations, but very difficult to see anything predictive going forward on the valuations. But uh, energy prices are going to be still linked to anything on uh, to do with China. Eventually, they'll open up domestic economy. That'll be a very big stimulant, domestic demand. They won't do international travel, but that in itself will be a big uh, driver for energy as well for uh, calendar 23. You might have heard us mention uh, earlier that Nomura has raised its estimate on the terminal rate all the way up to as high as five and three quarters percent. That is seemingly not factored in. It's just one house. Uh, but that would be another 200 basis points of hiking. Uh, is, is that something that um, you know people start to need to prepare for? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, possible, but we have a subjective view that's improbable. We think uh, 475, five and a quarter seems more reasonable. We think that the Fed funds increasing rates at a decreasing level, the next one at 50 basis points. So the 75 last week was good news in that you're closer to the top. Uh, again, there's a more resilient economy in the US. It's a more resilient uh, earnings environment and more resilient uh, labor market, as we discussed previously. Uh, but the rest of the world has suffered with that US dollar strength. But we believe increasing Fed funds rate at a decreasing level gives you some some look through into 24 25 recovery and that's what we're looking for we're trying to look for predictive indicators and credit conditions yield curves and earnings outlook and uh, that's our view uh, at the moment so cautiously optimistic the fed is closer to a peak what about other central banks particularly in your region when we look at the rba and rbnz yeah, another good question, but um, uh, they're also they clearly were one of the first central banks, uh, RBA, to increase at a decreasing level. They'll get to that three and a quarter level, which would be very painful for households in Australia. Uh, they, they'll deliver that demand destruction and uh, looking for the CPI numbers to roll over down under. Uh, and that would be a bit of pain yet to come for Australia. Uh, but again, the exporters for Australia are still going to be benefiting. It's just domestic demand will suffer a little bit. And then you just look through it and say, is 24 earnings outlook reasonable? Because compelling valuations, and that's the play. Credit conditions seem reasonable as well. And uh, there's some good offerings there. Still keep duration to that two, three year. You don't have to go too, too, too long. But um, there's compelling opportunities at different parts of the capital structure. Yeah, I was going to ask you about where you see the most value on the curve, and I guess you're saying two to three years out, uh, and some sort of mix between sovereigns and uh, and and credit. Um, yeah. Is is that uh, is that is that the right mix? Uh, how how do you design that? Yeah, you design it with some sovereigns and supers, 
but when you go to the credit, senior unsecured seems to be more than compelling enough. You don't have to go to the high yield, the, the, the deep subordinated high yield. Effectively, is a, this is an overgeneralisation. It's an equity proxy replacement. Uh, you'll be playing in that basket. Uh, so we, we'll, we'll play the equity market for the future earnings three years out, two years out. Senior unsecured, there's a good reliability and look through credit conditions in this stage of the cycle is quite good. Uh, and some supers and a little bit of sovereign there as well. So again, uh, there's a good blend there. And hopefully, in you know, next year we can go back to traditional asset allocation models, and that is low R squares between fixed income as an asset class and equities. It would be nice to go return to normal. <laughs> what is normal? All right, George. Thanks so much, George Baburis, head of research at K2 Asset Management, on the line from Melbourne for us here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.